members please take up tab 12, Senate Bill 1322 on millage rates by Senator Golia. As you know, we try to be as fiscally responsible with our tax dollars as possible, um, and that should apply to all levels of government. Uh, and the prospect of raising taxes or not raising taxes is a serious one. In fact, in state government requires supermajority raise taxes and fees. We should apply those same benchmarks to local governments. Senate Bill 1322 is a taxpayer protection bill that requires local governments to have a supermajority vote of the governing body to raise the millage rate over and above the adopted millage rate of the previous year. That is the bill, Madam Chair. That's Senator Blazingolia, who uh, speaks quickly. I don't mind that. It's my own habit. I deliberately try to slow down my natural pace of speech for this show. For those of you who think I speak too quickly, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> I talk faster when in private life. But uh, he says, look, I don't want it to be very easy to raise taxes. This is the second of two bills that he filed this year, and I told you about both of them a while back in, I think, December. The bill number one has been withdrawn. That's That was the one that was the craziest. This, that bill had said that any time the local municipality wants to raise the millage, they would have to put it to a referendum, and that referendum would have to pass by a two-thirds majority. So referendum and a supermajority in order to get a millage rate increase by the voters in any, like in the county or in the city. I was flabbergasted that he would try to pass a bill that would so completely take away the power of local governments to set their own tax rates. Look, I'm not in favor of tax increases, but I am in favor of the authority of the elected officials to make the decision on behalf of the people for what is best for the city or the county that they represent and I don't think that the state should be jumping in and telling people how to run their counties, unless they're just going to get rid of counties, which is kind of what a lot of these preemption bills look like. So this one would require a supermajority anytime you want to raise taxes. So if you want to raise the millage, that's millage just means that it's one part per thousand on your house, your property taxes. Raise property taxes if you prefer. They they say millage because that's the the way it works for every thousand dollars of value. It's you know a one point is a one percent or is is a tenth of a percent. I don't want to get into the details, but that's where that that comes from. Anyway, so if you have a $100,000 house, one mil would be a $100 tax, okay? That's kind of where that all comes from. Anyway, back to the point is he wants it to be a supermajority. So, for example, Scambia and Santa Rosa County have five county commissioners. Supermajority would be four, right? Three is not enough. you got to have four. Now, some people would say it ought to be unanimous. Well, you know, why not? And which is, by the way, an argument against this bill is, well, why not make it unanimous? I mean, if it's a good idea, you can get everybody on board. Well, what is political authority? It's in a democracy, even a representative democracy, it's a compromise of two different sides of any issue. And instead of fighting, we let the majority win. Well, when you say it has to be a supermajority, that's a way of saying, ah, you're stronger than we are, but not stronger enough to win, really. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you're saying. So Jason Pizzo asks, Did you draft this bill? And what was the reason for it? We drafted this bill in, um, in consultation with, uh, with Rep. Garrison in the House. Uh, to make sure we just have a higher threshold in order to raise taxes, separating the needs from the wants, and have a serious discussion on whether uh, millage rates should be raised from the previous year. So Jason Pizzo, by the way, is a Democrat, uh, but I think he's a very smart, sharp Democrat, and he asks the question, you know, why? And uh, Blazing Olio says, you know, it's our job to tell them to pay better attention to the money. Maybe they want to do uh, projects and they feel it's necessary to raise millage rates we just think it's look it, it, from my perspective it's not their money it's the it's it's not government's money it's a it's a taxpayer's money and they should be as uh fiscally responsible and it should be a higher threshold in order to take money from somebody but who gets to make that decision is it you senator or is it the people who can vote somebody out of office this is sort of another version like the term limits bill of telling local people what they 
can have their elected leaders do. Now, are people good at following budgets and paying attention? To how, no. But does that mean that – because if you put a tax rate increase on the ballot, who votes for it? <laughs> right? Almost never. In fact, in Escambia in Santa Rosa County, they're so terrified of raising the millage because it's a conservative area that they all say they're against it, except for Lumen May, uh, who's a Democrat, right? So in our area, this is kind of irrelevant, but – if the government needs to raise the tax rate in order to pay the bills and you think they've done a bad job managing the money, well, you vote them out. Look, again, I hate a tax increase. But I also want the local government to have the authority to make the decision that it needs to be able to make. And putting this, taking this out of three hands and putting it into four hands, when you already have some of these limits in place for larger tax increases, as Bob McKee of the Florida Association of Counties pointed out. I want to make sure everyone understands we already have a supermajority requirement to vote certain millages in place. There was a process put in place in 2007. Remember Century? That required all local governments, if they go over what's referred to in statute as the maximum millage rate, that they have to uh, <clears throat> take a two-thirds vote if they're going to propose a millage, um, excuse me, over 110 um, percent of the, I think it's of the adjusted rollback rate. And, and by the way, one of the other complications here is I don't know how this is going to interact with the rollback rate, I think it's not going to be based on the rollback rate. I think it's based on the prior year's percentage, which kind of runs afoul of the legislature having told us all that if you rollback rate means if the property values in an area go up and you take the same percentage, you're collecting a higher number, a total pot of taxes that's bigger, right? Rollback rate is the rate you would move the millage down to in order to get the same end outcome of total taxation off of a higher property base. Okay, that's that's kind of the idea. And I don't think it'll be based on the rollback rate, but it kind of sounds vaguely like it might, meaning that every time you simply keep the percentage the same, you might have to get a supermajority. It's again, it's just it's just weird. Jason Pizzo with the last thought here. Vote them out if you if you if you don't like the way that the uh, fiduciary obligation is being met by town mothers and fathers. So today I'm going to be two out of three with your bills. Senator Nugol, you recognize to close. Thank you, Madam Chair. So two out of three is a supermajority of the bills that came before you. Just checking. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm generally against preemptions unless you can show really. And this is a kind of preemption, right? This is a sort of a preemption that says three as a majority is not enough to make a tax increase. We're telling you you have to be four. We're telling you at the state level that you have less power locally to make decisions with a mere majority. What do you think? Four three seven sixteen twenty. Do you think he's right? It ought to be four, or do you think no? It should stay at three. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, if you're on Highway ninety eight this morning heading to Navarre from Gulf Breeze. Uh, we do have an accident that just occurred at Edgewood Drive. That's eastbound on Highway 98 at Edgewood. So that's definitely going to cause some slowdown getting into Navarre this morning. Otherwise, I-10 and I-110 look, look like they're at uh, posted speeds. Highway 90 coming out of Milton and Pace this morning. We're looking good. And uh, looks like Chase Street, Gre uh, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. You're selling a boat. You're selling a car. You're selling a piece of real estate. You have a business that you're trying to market. These are all things for which you might want video, right? You might want it for TikTok. You might want it for Instagram. You might want it for Snapchat. You might want it for Facebook. Or you might want it for TV. 
Well, one way to do that is to, you know, go to the TV station, have them build you your spot, and then it's going to be one length and they own it. And then if you want to go to another TV station, uh, that won't help you too much when you're on social media. You can go to a, you know, somebody there, and often these things can be pretty expensive to take care of. Or you can go to Pelican Drones. Now, you might think Pelican Drones, in their name, it's all aerial stuff. No. I mean, yes, they do that, of course. But they do all kinds of ground-based video, too. And what they really offer is comprehensive video creation and video production services. And when they get done... You own it, okay? So you don't have to go to, like, a separate drone company and then, uh, you know, a ground-based and then a realtor. and a, Just one place. They will put it all together for you. They're very, very good at what they do. And then, like I say, you own it. And you can have a 10-second and a 30-second and a 45 and a minute and a minute and a half, whatever you need. PelicanDrones.com. It's a new year, and that means new savings on your next Volkswagen from Pete Moore Imports. Remember 0% financing? Well, it's returned to Pete Moore Imports and is now available on all 2023 Volkswagen Tiguan and Taos crossover models. In addition to 0% financing, Pete Moore Imports is discounting those models like the 2023 Taos SE, now from $31,245, and the 2023 Tiguan SE R-Line, now from $34,791. Both discounted models offer 0% financing for 60 months and with the new year comes the 2024 atlas se now from 38696 and the 2024 atlas cross sport se from 37361 start saving this month at feedmore imports they're not at car city so you won't pay car city prices feedmore imports is on new warrington road pensacola special apr rate for qualifying credit through bci sale price before tag tax title and associated dealer fees must take delivery by february 29 2024 for details. I have tickets for you to win. Pensacola Opera's 41st season is opening with Donizetti's Lucia de Lammermore. I apologize for butchering the pronunciation. January 26th and 28th, a comedy about matrimony and love and all the stuff that goes around with that. Uh, tickets start at just $25. You can learn more at PensacolaOpera.com or you can be caller number one right now, 437-1620, and win a pair of tickets to go watch this the 26th or the 28th. Again, that's the Pensacola Opera opening coming up the 26th and 28th. Call right now, 437-1620. Caller 1 wins. Fleet Feet Pensacola, your running, walking shoe store, now open on Sundays. Come by our Pensacola store at 236 West Garden Street, across from Everman. We use our Fit ID scanner and pressure plate analysis to fit you in the right running, walking, or comfort shoe. We offer running and walking coach training programs. Fleet Feet is here to make your life better. Get your free foot scan today at Fleet Feet on Garden. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, at Barnes Feed Store. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hi, uh, how are you ladies doing this evening? What do you drive? Excuse me? What kind of a car do you drive? Uh, Cavalier.
state that has both a primary and a caucus. The reason? Politics, of course. The Nevada caucuses began in the 1980s, but the Nevada legislature, controlled by the Democrats, just passed a law months ago to switch to a primary. They say it makes the process easier to select delegates to the national convention for both parties. The Republican Party in Nevada didn't like this, so they decided to hold the caucus anyway, with some people speculating the caucus system would be more favorable to Donald Trump. What? <laughs> <laughs> the actual what? Yeah, I had I had kind of heard about this, and I hadn't been tracking this all that closely, but now Nevada has both a caucus and a primary? In Nevada and Nevada only, Republicans will go to the polls on February the 6th and vote in that primary, mandated by the state. And then two days later, the Republican Party will hold a caucus. Voters can participate in both, <laughs> but candidates cannot. The Republican Party requires candidates to pick one or the other. <laughs> what? You, so you can go to the primary and vote for Nikki Haley because you cannot vote for Donald Trump in the primary. And then you can go to the caucus and you can vote for Donald Trump in the caucus? I mean, it does sound a little bit like Democrats, dead, dead Democrats voting five times in Chicago to me a little bit. But what a bizarre system. So with this caveat, delegates to the national convention will be awarded only through the caucus process. With this in mind, Nikki Haley chose the primary. And while she won't be awarded any delegates, she could grab national headlines for winning Nevada's primary. Donald Trump chose the caucus. He's expected to win the delegates, but his headlines won't come for two days after the primary vote. They should lose their spot at the head of the line. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. So she's going to go, you know, people are going to go and vote for her in the primary. She'd be like, I won the primary, which won't mean anything. And then he's going to, you know, win the caucus and get all the actual delegate. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's you go on probation, Nevada. You, you go on probation for a decade for this behavior. 625 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay, and uh, we'll get Jake in here with the traffic on the fives in just one second. Uh, meanwhile, I think and we have a do traffic. I, I, yeah, he's, right. he's in I the middle of still doing the winner for the, for yeah, the opera. Yeah, I got our ticket winner on the phone here. <laughs> uh, uh, Lee, congratulations, Lee. Um, looking at the maps here, let me get off my ticket giveaway screen. and uh, I've given Jake town, too many tasks good. here this morning. It's my I fault. <laughs> I-10 and I-110 are checking in clear. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is looking good. I don't have my headphones on, so I don't know how this sounds to you. It sounds perfect. Okay, great. I'm a little far away from the mic. Um, Highway 90 coming out of Milton and Pace this morning. We're looking good, accident-free, and Highway 29 South through Cantonment is looking good. If you do see anything out there, let me know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, David Wayne now in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Can we just take a second to appreciate Jake's multitasking? I know, wow, like Superman. He's the best. Oh, he's dodging goodness. bullets with his bracelets over here, and he's lifting a car off a kid over here. I mean, it's pretty good, yeah. Amazing. Former TV star Danny Masterson is uh, going to remain in prison after being denied bail in Los Angeles Superior Court. But that 70s show star is appealing his dual rape conviction that will leave him in prison for at least 30 years. The judge cited Masterson as a flight risk, stating that now he has no wife to go home to. He has every incentive to flee. Masterson's wife, Bijou Phillips, filed for divorce in September after he was found guilty. His defense team argued that he could be at home to parent his young daughter and be a financial provider for his family. 
I'm Michael Kastner. And President Trump will remain on the main primary ballot until a similar Colorado case is decided by the U.S. Supreme Court. The main Supreme Judicial Court rejected an appeal yesterday by Secretary of State Shanna Bellows. The Supreme Court hearing oral arguments in the Colorado case February 8th. And uh, the Pokemon Company investigating an infringement of its intellectual property. They say a video game from another company is drawing some comparisons to their popular Pokemon Go game. This game is called Pal World. Apparently, players capture and train creatures known as pals. And this has sold 8 million copies. And they're just angry that they're not continuing to do more with their own brand, I think, maybe. Yeah, but, you know, sounds, okay. sounds legit. I didn't know people even still Pokemon until I, recently. But Same, uh, but there's all kinds of things like this. You know, until this week, you didn't know about the Stanley Cups either, did you? I did not. Same here. I mean, until, I mean, I kind of knew vaguely, and then I had a friend, and, you know, so then it came, it became real to me all of a sudden. David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620. Something that does not feel real to me at all, though, is... This clip from social media about a certain vegetable. You ready? This is going to hold on to your steering wheel. You ready? If you work at Coles or Woolworths and pick the items for like the online orders, I just have a question. Are you like not allowed to give us the good produce? Okay, so she's, this is a woman from Australia, obviously. And she's saying if you work for these companies that pick out the food for you, are you just not able to give us the good quality produce? Okay, that's the backdrop here. Because I never get good stuff. And today I bought some broccoli. And you pay for broccoli per head not per kilo and i got this tiny little thing and i usually get a massive big head of broccoli when i buy it myself so i'm just curious do you just personally pick this produce and it's just like not very good or are you told you're not allowed to give us good stuff what what, what was the name of that vegetable again today i bought some broccoli <laughs> chopping broccoli what that is not how you say it she went downtown She bought some broccoli She brought it home She's chopping broccoli <laughs> Chopping broccoli Chopping broccoli She chopping broccoli She chopping broccoli Come on, Dana She chopping broccoli Lay it on me Heavy metal. She chop, uh. <laughs> she chop and brought a So which way do we go on this? Today I bought some broccoli. Or she chop and brought a Neither. Broccoli. <laughs> Just broccoli. <laughs> I heard that. And oh my god, the comments. The comments are all over the place. You're joking, though, right? You don't really think that's how you say that word, do you? And her response is, I've always said it that way. Nobody's ever corrected me. <laughs> you need better friends. You need people who love you more. Now, it might be, it, they might be an Australian thing, but I don't think it is. I, I, I think that's uh, unlikely. But uh, I know, David, you were having a reaction to this. <laughs> you going to switch to broccoli? Maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Broccoli flower. <laughs> News. I'm Chris Foster. The Biden campaign and the head of the Republican National Committee both say the Republican primary is over. Donald Trump's going to win, but Nikki Haley begs to differ, saying Trump's victory speech in New Hampshire after her speech vowing to fight on shows he's insecure. And out of everything that he said in his rant, he didn't talk about the American people once. 
He talked about revenge. Haley at a rally in Charleston, South Carolina. University of Michigan head football coach Jim Harbaugh is going back to the NFL to coach the Los Angeles Chargers. Harbaugh is coming off a national title win with the Wolverines this season. He coached the San Francisco 49ers for four seasons, making the playoffs three times and advancing to the Super Bowl once, where he lost to his brother, Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh. Fox's Tony Genuald, though Jim Harbaugh coached Michigan, his alma mater, for nine seasons. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 67 degrees. It is mostly cloudy uh, and still a little bit foggy out there as well this morning. As Senate colleagues continue to work on a bipartisan plan to secure the border, uh, Florida GOP Senator Rick Scott now speaking out against illegal immigration. It's pretty dangerous what this administration has done. Even the director of the FBI says we have now have terror cells all across this country as a result of our open southern border. So it's crazy what's going on. Scott, who is up for re-election, says 8.4 million people have crossed the U.S. border illegally since President Biden took office. Many New Hampshire voters say uh, immigration is their number one concern. Well, Florida now one step closer to banning anybody under 16 from using social media. The House yesterday passed HB1 that was co-sponsored by State Representative Randy Fine. He says that social media has terrible side effects on kids, such as low self-esteem, suicide, and depression. A similar bill also introduced in the state Senate. Escambia County deputies arrested two people driving stolen vehicles last night. Those vehicles uh, were reported stolen at about 6 o'clock yesterday. They were spotted by deputies on Fairfield Drive. Investigators say one of those vehicles attempted to flee, ended up uh, flipping, and then being pinned down in the area around Fairfield in South Dakota. That's right there by the Lowe's store off of Fairfield. Uh, the other vehicle was found on Westover Street. Both drivers were arrested. Investigators have not released their identities as of yet. Milton City Manager says time has run out on debating how to move forward with the controversial new wastewater treatment plant. During a city council work session last week, Scott Collins said that uh, they have until December 31st of next year to end their deposit of effluent into the Blackwater River if they move forward with the new treatment plants. Once we get the permit, the city's on the clock then to start the project. We're not going to be able to get the permits, go through the process, get it bid, get those bids back, and then figure out how we're going to pay for it. And they do have another option. That would be negotiating with the Pace Water System to send their wastewater there. The city uh, would likely need to finance the vast majority of construction costs, which could amount to anywhere from $3.5 to $4.7 million per year. An agreement with Pace Water System could lead to about $3 million in operational costs. Well, the opioid crisis, uh, just very well documented nationwide, and unfortunately things don't seem to be getting better here in our area. It was just last August when Attorney General Ashley Moody said the area from Escambia to Walton counties had the highest opioid death rate in the state per capita. It's okay to talk about heart disease. It's okay to talk about diabetes. It's okay to talk about cancer. But when we start talking about drugs, every ooh, ooh, that's gross, that's ucky. Well, that's one of the biggest problems we have. Uh, at, a, at a tremendously alarming rate here in this community. That is Escambia County EMS Chief David Torcell. And uh, from 2021 until 2023, over 10,500 calls for opioid overdoses were taken by Escambia EMS. 
He is hoping that the county's core program can be expanded. He says uh, they currently don't have enough nurses or EMTs. 635 right now at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Well, we have an accident right before you hit Edgewood westbound on Highway 98 coming out of Navarre going towards Gulf Breeze. Uh, It doesn't seem to be slowing things uh, down too badly right now, but just keep in mind if you are headed to Gulf Breeze this morning from Navarre on 98, just before you hit Edgewood Drive, we do have an accident there on the right-hand side of of the shoulder of the road. Otherwise, uh, we did uh, just get a tip from our traffic tip line saying that there is a disabled uh, vehicle headed eastbound on the uh, Escambia Bay Bridge just before mile marker 17, so that's probably right in the middle there. Uh, Dense fog on the bridge as well, so just please use caution. Uh, That's going to be eastbound on uh, Escambia Bay Bridge. Uh, Otherwise, uh, looking around town, looks like uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton and Pace this morning is looking good. If you're on Highway 29 coming in south uh, uh, to Pensacola, I don't see any accidents along your route there. And uh, I-10 and I-110 look like they're at posted speed, so if you see anything out there, let me know. Call or text our traffic tip line. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you for that report, Jake. And, you know, you can't see this, but Jake was juggling while doing that report. So, Uh, very talented man. One foot. That's right. Juggling, yeah. And now a look at our Channel 3 forecast. We are going to be seeing some wet conditions today. 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms, otherwise mostly cloudy skies, high near 70 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 63. High chance of rain continues into tomorrow, scattered showers and thunderstorms, otherwise cloudy with a high near 70. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 62. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 67 in Pensacola. 67 in Gulf Breeze and one degree warmer, 68 in Milton. Our next news at 7, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Victoria's Secret and Google Cloud have announced a multi-year partnership. Google's artificial technology will help create an improved and personalized shopping experience online for Victoria's Secret customers. As part of the deal, the lingerie retailer can use the new tech to create new generative AI-powered conversational assistants, as well as an AI chatbot that would provide shoppers with personally tailored recommendations. IBM shares rose 8% in extended trading after the tech provider announced fourth quarter results that exceeded Wall Street's expectations. IBM's revenue increased 4% year-over-year in the fourth quarter to $17.38 billion compared to the expected $17.3 billion. The technology corporation says business for artificial intelligence products was double the size than it was in the third quarter. Futures are slightly higher. The Dow Industrials were down 99 yesterday. That's your money now. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000. 
$5,000 in minutes, and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com, and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. From our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests, the Gulf Coast offers some of the best family adventure around. And the Subaru Crosstrek and Subaru Forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in Northwest Florida. Both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love. The Crosstrek is powered by a 182 horsepower Subaru Boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any adventure. And the Forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge. There's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the Crosstrek or Forester fit your lifestyle. In a Subaru, the destination is the journey. So grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure. Love is out there at Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, on Online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Attention business and homeowners. Are you tired of that red dirt driveway? Are your customers having to dodge potholes or even worse, avoiding your business? Let Patriotic Paving and Maintenance pave a way to a better business and a better curb appeal. Patriotic is veteran owned and operated and servicing the entire Gulf Coast and offers seal coating, line striping, patching, and full paving both asphalt and concrete for residential and commercial. Get a free quote today or get more information at PatrioticPavingLLC.com. That's Patriotic Paving. As a mayor, the city council meetings, boards, etc., is it ever a topic to survey on how you can give money back to citizens by lowering costs or taxes? Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves took your questions on a News Radio 92.3 town hall meeting. Obviously, that you know you would hear in a council meeting if that has uh, been a conversation. But I, I guess the bigger question is, how do we figure out how we treat the taxpayer money? When you need to know, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. proposal uh, for 3.6 million for Perdido Key Beach public access property acquisition and construction uh, is appreciated you know, as an effort to better manage public parking and access to Perdido Key Beaches and to enhance Perdido Key as a whole. While the proposal lists potential amenities for Perdido Key's beachfront area, it's not specific in the allocation of funds, though presumably the bulk of the 3.6 million, uh, if granted, uh, would be used to acquire beachfront property for public beach access and parking. This is at the Scambia County Commission meeting on Tuesday. This is Charles Krupnik. He is the uh, director of the Perdido Key Association, representing the folks who own property on Perdido Key. And he's talking about this, you know, $3.5 million for beach-related things, which he's concerned is going to be used to purchase property on Perdido Key for public access, expand parking on Perdido Key for public access. And he says, look, the people who live here don't particularly want that. As PKA has pointed out in the past, 
the 2020 Perdido Key survey of Perdido Key property owners uh, did not find support uh, for additional beach access locations, only 25%, or for expansion of current public beach access locations, just 29%. And 75% of those responding to the survey also hope to keep Perdido Key pretty much as it is, uh, although an urban center along Perdido Key Drive is anticipated by the Perdido Key Master Plan. So only a quarter of the residents or property owners uh, would say that they like the idea of either having more locations for public access or having you know larger locations of the existing locations for public access. And he's trying to tell Commissioner Bragash, who's the now that he's redistricted himself into control of Perdido Key and taken away from uh, what used to be District 2, Doug Underhill at the time, now Mike Kohler, and he's trying to tell him, hey, I hope you'll consider the fact that we don't really want this. It's hoped that any restore or other funding for Perdido Key uh, considers the opinions of Perdido Key residents and property owners, as well as the objectives of the Perdido Key Master Plan. Which, it's interesting because, you know, I can see both sides a little bit on this. On the one hand, he's saying, look, we like it how it is. We don't want a lot more people down here. We don't want the crowding. We don't want to destroy the nature of what Perdido Key is. We've seen this in other places. Destin, some degree, Pensacola Beach, you know, um, Panama City. Like, they've become places that you don't want to be a local in anymore. We love our local. And certainly back when it was Doug Underhill in control of that district primarily, you know, he would have stopped a lot of this, you know, change the nature of the key kind of stuff. Uh, Commissioner Bragash seems to not have that same value. He acquired it into his district very aggressively and now seems to be bent on opening it up to the public, which I think other people, right? So there are other people who are going to be very excited about that, just not the people who live there. Charles, thank you for being here and thank you for your work as an advocate for Perdido Key. And I agree with you on a lot of things, but I would certainly tell you this. Um, the west side of Escambia County, which is District 1, and includes Perdido Key, whenever I do a town hall, one of the questions that I ask is, do you support us opening more beachfront access in Perdido Key? And it's a sea of green cards. You've been to a number of my town halls. Yes. You've seen that. So I'd love to know, you know who, the, who the majority on your survey who, who don't want that. I would bet, I don't remember from any, I think he did one maybe on Perdido Key or right in the vicinity. I bet that question doesn't get that same answer if you ask it of the people in that vicinity. I bet it's more of the other locations. I mean, people in Beulah might say, yay! People who live in Interarity or on the Key might say, not so much. But, you know, that's its own question. And he says... Because here's the ancillary benefit to, to owners out there and property owners and visitors Right now, we have a parking issue, and a lot of people park illegally. If we provide the appropriate amount of access out there and parking, that will diminish that problem. It will diminish it. Maybe. But if you make it easier to park and make it more access areas there, which right now, I, I'm sure, uh, we don't go to Perdido Key all that often. I drive through there uh, more recently because we've been biking like Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. But, you know, familiar enough, but not super familiar in the sense that I don't live out there. But... Um, he says it overflows off of Johnson Beach, and he says there gets traffic backups. That I know to be true in the season during the summer, uh, certainly, and on Saturdays. Uh, but if you make it easier, like you give them more places to park and you give them more places to go, there's one sense in which you will alleviate some of the congestion issues. Maybe the roundabout needs to be solved too, right? Uh, he knows that. But um, also, if you make it easier, then more people come, right? I mean, if people get discouraged by not being able to find 
access or parking, they'll just go somewhere else. And they'll form a habit of going somewhere else, and then you won't have the problem, too. That's another way to solve it. The question is, what does all that traffic, what does all that influx of people do to the character and condition of this kind of, you know, sleepy little uh, uh, coastal town? Coastal not-quite-town, right? Which, by the way, this is all interesting coming after the failure of the We Are Perdido Incorporation move. Because this sounds an awful lot like the kind of thing that a We Are Perdido Incorporated town would be able to push back on or stop, or thwart, or something. Meanwhile, Jeff Bergash is saying, I don't really care what the people on the key want. I only care what the voters that I represent elsewhere want. While I, while I respect Perdido Key Associates and your surveys and things like this, I respect more the will of the voters on the west side. And, you know, opening up beachfront access for their enjoyment is a top priority. They want access to your beach. I don't really care that you don't want access to that beach. And I represent you by design, and I'm not interested in what you want. <laughs> this is kind of a weird position to take. I was kind of think like, if what if Robert Bender said this to the folks on uh, Pensacola Beach? It said, I don't really care what you guys want. I only care what the folks in the east half of the city I represent want. I mean, it's weird. But I, but I do get, too, I do get, too, that, you know, if people want access to Perdido Key Beaches that don't live there, he's trying to provide that for them, and he thinks he's got a political winner there, I guess. I mean, I... He probably wouldn't be doing this if he thought it was a political loser, but he's done a lot of things to super alienate the folks in Perdido over the last uh, couple of years as he's been the commissioner of that district. Luckily, like I said in my prayer, we can we love this country. We can agree to disagree, but I'm going with what the majority want, and the majority want us to spend money and open beach access at Perdido Key. I'd be curious what the new members of District 1 on Perdido Key in that area think about this idea and that attitude, and I would suspect it's not favorable, but... This is why you have elections even this year, right? 648 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake. And this traffic is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Still looking at Highway 98 headed into Gulf Breeze from Navarre, westbound. Uh, right at Edgewood Drive, right before Edgewood Drive, actually, westbound, you're going to see an accident there. It's kind of slowing things down a little bit there, uh, but it's not too bad. And then uh, looks like uh, going over here to I-10, Right about, um, let me see what exit this is. That's about the Pine Forest exit. A little bit of slowdown uh, headed by there, but, uh, you know, not really seeing anything too bad this time of morning. If you do see anything out there, always let us know, 437-1620. You know, meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. And i and obviously, when you eat it fresh from Florida, you can buy as much broccoli, you know, a- as you like. Yeah, broccoli. I bought some broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> tastes like sunshine. <laughs> tastes like sunshine in every bite. Hey, if you're thinking about buying a new home or buying a home for the first time or buying an extra home, like you want to do a business, a rental, an Airbnb, whatever the case may be, Christina Leavenworth and her folks at Leavenworth Realty, they're fantastic. And, you know, one of the things about first-time buying is it can be, I mean, scary a little bit. It's a big process. You don't know what you're doing. And that's why you want a real expert like Christina Leavenworth because she can walk you through that process and really help you understand it and answer your questions and make you feel like this isn't like, oh, my God, I'm risking my whole entire life in this process. And also, I know one of the things that can be true, it's not always true, obviously, but it can be, is that um, you and your, uh, your other person, you know, you might disagree about whether it's time and you might, kind of avoid this whole topic because, you know, you disagree. One of you want to buy, one of you don't, maybe you're not sure. 
have her come in and talk and, you know, get better information. It might be that you decide, no, we both agree it's not the right time, or we both agree it is the right time. Let's go. But either way, more information can help make that decision a little easier and maybe solve a problem that's kind of been lingering for you guys in your relationship. Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leavenrinke Realty, 723-9158. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text all to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text ALL to 321321. That's all to 321321. News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Informative, local, dependable. Average for a gallon of gas, 310. Uh, Florida average. Whoa, was my thing misbehaving here on me? Hold on just a second. There we go. 317. God, it's jumping fast. That uh, that went the wrong way real quick. Okay. 269 in Mississippi, uh, 448 in California. In Navarre, 279. It hasn't jumped much yet. That's going up 87 or going to the Walmart, Westside Walmart. 287, Fort of the Garcon Point Bridge, 295 in proper. 284 at the Sefco and Milton, 285 at the Pea Ridge Murphy, and 285 at the Raceway, second one going through pace. If you're in uh, Pensacola, the Walmart has 287 on 9-mile. The Murphy on US 29 has 288. That's a dime more than it was yesterday. So, yeah, it is a jump. And then 281 if you're coming in from the southwest side at the Pure Station on Jackson or a little more on the beaten track, 288 at the Murphy on Navy Boulevard. 653 here on News Radio 923, home of Broccoli. I'm Andrew McKay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? I love Broccoli. We all do. Uh, Boeing is ordering a one-day quality stand-down at its factory in Washington uh, as concerns over safety continue to add up. A number of U.S. senators met with the CEO of Boeing yesterday, including uh, Alaska Republican Dan Sullivan. Boeing CEO says he takes full responsibility for this. They are working with the NTSB, FAA, to make sure these aircraft will be 100% safe. And uh, this stand-down is uh, the first of many planned at Boeing factories across the country. It comes uh, after a number of safety incidents. President Biden is in Superior, Wisconsin today. He'll be promoting the infrastructure plans across the country. The White House says he'll give a speech on Bidenomics as well. 
and NASA paying tribute to those who have died taking part in the U.S. space program. It's the annual Day of Remembrance ceremony happening at the Kennedy Space Center uh, Mirror Memorial, and they'll be commemorating the crews of Apollo 1 and the space shuttles Challenger and Columbia. All right. Thanks so much, David. Uh, 654 News Radio 92.3. Oh, you know, I appreciate this text. I got a text in from somebody who says, I don't think I like the way y'all are maligning the character of broccoli. I've always found broccoli to be a very honest vegetable. Hey, I brought some broccoli. No. Never. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh, this is kind of an interesting story. Um, Blue Springs State Park, which is a manatee haven, and we went there, gosh, within the last year for the first time, and a manatee snuck up on us. It was the weirdest thing. They're so cool. I'd never swum with a manatee. And, uh, but you know how there's places like around somewhere around Tampa, I think, where you can go, and I know they get a lot of them at Blue Springs. How many manatees are at Blue Springs this week? You want to take a guess? 170. 1,000 almost. There's 932 of them. (laughs) It was 736 on New Year's Day. Mm. You could, now you cannot do this because you can't touch them. You're not supposed to touch them or harass them or bother them. Don't look at them too long. That's enough looking at that one. Let's not look at that guitar anymore. Um, But no, you could almost walk across them, across the water if they're up on the surface. It's crazy. I've seen some of the pictures. It's wild. Almost 1,000 at Blue Blue Springs State Park. Um, They also have a lot of the guards. A lot of guards. It's kind of a weird one. Like you take your snorkel and your uh, your mask in there, and if you look underwater, and there will be fifty, two and a half, three foot long guards just sitting there looking at you. Scary. <laughs> so it's cool and scary all at the same time. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. Um, you know they do call the manatee the cow of the sea. Right. So you can't touch them, but you can sure hurt them with your words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> between. Uh, Pine Forest and uh, uh, West Nine Mile on I-10 westbound. Uh, we've got some really bad slow traffic between those two exits there. So if you're on I-10 westbound this morning uh, between uh, Pine Forest and Nine Mile, you're going to see some really bad slow traffic there. I don't see an accident popping up just yet. Uh, we do have an accident on Highway 98 westbound in Navarre headed toward Gulf Breeze. Uh, you're going to see an accident uh, on the right shoulder just after Edgewood Drive. Uh, so that'll be right pretty much in front of St. Sylvester Catholic Church right there at Edgewood Drive. Uh, other than that, we're looking good. I-10 and I-110, except for that spot, uh, I-10 westbound, we're looking good. And uh, Highway 90 out of Milton and Pace this morning is good. If you see anything out there, let us know, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. You feel proud of yourself for that? Uh, I, I'm just thinking about <laughs> Words hurt the cow, the, hey, the cow of the seas. You know. <laughs> it's nice. Hey, uh, this is kind of an odd story, but you know the quiet quitting thing that that's where you stay in the job, but you do the least amount it takes in order to get you not fired. Quiet quitting is when you're, you're underperforming in your job. The uh, more, more recent study, uh, Gallup poll, and act, you know, like taking the response to the poll and then aggregating it across the, uh, the uh, entire economy, is that discontented workers, quiet quitting, underperforming, are costing us $1.9 trillion last year in lost productivity. Because think of it, if you're working 40 hours a week at full, you know, regular tilt, and then you work 40 hours a week at, you know, 60%, that's like working 24 hours a week. That means we are producing almost $2 trillion less of stuff, services and products, than we would otherwise produce. That is amazing.
as a byproduct of a kind of cultural disposition that people have, like that lazy girl summer thing, all of that. It's, uh, man, I, I, there are things I see that make me very, very worried about our country, uh, including the unwillingness to work or work much or work if they don't make accommodations for your silliness. Anyway, uh, 658, time now for Future News. Future News. All right, will uh, Jeff Bergash do what the apparently the residents of Perdido Key do not want and open up more public beach access, more parking, all of the above? I'm going to say no. No, he will. He, he, he definitely will. Okay. Uh, and they're not going to like it. The only question is what happens in November. Um, will Sweden join NATO? Yes. Yeah, after the uh, leg- after the uh, Turkish parliament comes back in in February, they're going to vote, and that's going to be in. Uh, will we get a passage of a supermajority requirement for a millage rate increase? That's a blazing Golia bill that's working in the Senate. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't love it. I don't super hate it, but I don't love it. How about HB1 and HB3, the social media ban and the pornography ban? Will those get through the Senate now that they have both overwhelmingly passed the House and get through the governor's desk? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. And will we eventually all talk like TikTokers? TikTok women? Uh, I hope not either. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.